oh, oh, what's that? Can you smell what the cack is cooking? Smells like another episode. Back again. Two weeks back to back, cack to cack. I'm your host, Jake, and this is... Your other host, Matthew. Join- that was so bad, Jake. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> Joining back for another I'm just messing. In, in, in quick succession. I know, I know. Who'd have thought it? I think we're back. I think we're back for good now. To be honest, yeah. Well, we said. I mean, that was our week silence done. I mean, what's it like being not talking for a week? Oh my god, I've had such a terrible time. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't ask the shop where the toilet paper was. I couldn't. You know what I mean? I had to just do whatever for the whole week. I couldn't. Yeah, I actually, I went into. um, I actually went out to eat with Kate, and uh, we were sitting in the restaurant, and I just couldn't order anything. Like they came up and they were like, oh, what can I get you? And I just stared at them. So I basically had to sit there and watch Kate eat all night. And she wouldn't even share with me because she was really hungry and everything. So it was, it was really bad. Oh, no. No, I had someone ask me to say to me, like, I'm going to push this kid in front of a railway. And if you you tell me to not do it, I won't do it. And I had to just stare at him (laughs) and watch him push a kid in front of the railway. Similar, similar experiences, but. Yeah, I mean, mine's probably worse, but. Like so, you have basically have a kid's blood on your hands now. Uh, no. Okay, I wouldn't say so. Fair enough. <laughs> um, let's get well. Look, it was all in the name of the queen. So, oh, I meant to actually say something to you, which I think is quite funny. Um, just because, just to show how stupid we are. So I think we did more podcasts with one or the other of us out of the country than we did with us actually both in the same country. Yeah, no, we definitely did. Yeah, because you were in Italy for like nine months, and we were like so consistent with our, yeah. with our podcasts. Yeah. And then we were in Dublin for like a good time together, and we like didn't really make that many. Did barely any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And now, and now I am in Greece, and we're back making podcasts again. Like it's like we don't like being in the like when we when we see each other on a regular basis, we have nothing to talk about on the podcast. Well, like that is kind of it as well, because when we talk to each other normally then like what are we supposed to do? oh we probably could find something to talk about anyways but yeah i, I think know. we're just i think we're just lazy we're bastards just lazy, we're yeah. too much we're too much enjoying smooching with each other <laughs> yeah we're too busy smooching to actually peel away and, and start talking to a mic we're, we're too busy touching willies when we hug <laughs> <laughs> no we were never we'll never do that we always do that every time we hug we touch willies <laughs> anyways so on this episode where it's basically like we both have kind of a story to tell or like an experience to tell so yeah. you have one i have one we both haven't told each other about these things and you've had your story what like months you've been meaning to tell me and we've just never got around to do it i'll i'll tell you i've had mine since may <laughs> every time matthew sees me or talks to me he's like i'm dying to tell you the story i'm dying to tell you the story and, and finally we can do it we can do it live on the air you know what it's going to be one of those things where, like, it's been hyped by so much that even if it is good, you're not going to like it now because I'm like, that's it? <laughs> I know, I'm sure I like it. Don't play it down. Okay, so we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll split right. I have a confession to make, by the way. Um, I kind of know a bit more about your story because Keen was telling me some stuff and Nathan and stuff were telling me. Not loads. Yeah, but no, but that's not going to make a difference because a lot of my story comes from what happened in my own head, so. All right, okay, that's fair. All right, okay. So, uh, my story... Just to actually, before we get into it, just to give, like, the people a kind of teaser so they know what's actually coming up, so you know why to keep listening. 
my story is about um basically recently I took shrooms for the first time and it was a fucking it was a it was a I had a bad trip like um and it was mental some of the shit that happened to me on it. So that's what mine's gonna be about. And then what's your one? My one is basically like uh, a transformative journey through the through the medium of stone. <laughs> Whoa! No, that I want to hear. What the hell? You you took shrooms. I took stones. <laughs> you got stoned. I I, I got kidney stones. You took shrooms. <laughs> Your transformative journey of pissing out rocks. Pissing out rocks. That'd be a good name for a nineties grunge album. Pissing rocks. Pissing out rocks. Oh, the, see, we said pissing anyway. rocks. It's like you're. You like pissing that much. You're like you're like <laughs> pissing, pissing rocks, pissing man. rocks, pissing rocks, bro. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into. Or it could be like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> let's not get stuck too much in the pissing rocks thing. Anyway, uh, so basically, it was Laura's birthday. Um, I don't think COVID was that. No, COVID wasn't bad at all. But we were kind of like looking for something to do that wasn't like going out drinking. For whatever reason, we drank quite a lot that week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let's do something for your birthday that's not drinking. Yeah. So I had seen this thing called Victor's Way on TikTok. It was like a statue park down in like Wicklow. And when I look at things, I tend to like, if I see a trailer for a movie, I like, well, watch the first five seconds, go, oh, that looks good. And I turn the trailer off. So I think things ruin things. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. So when I see videos of this statue park, I would like, oh, that looks cool and turn it off. And then just put it down as a thing to do. So you don't know what's actually coming. Cool. Like. Yeah, because I, I hate that shit. Like, especially like when you see a trailer for a movie and you, there's a part you're waiting for in the movie, you're almost waiting for that part, even if it's in, insignificant. Yeah. You're like, oh, this still hasn't happened yet. So I know the movie can't be over. Or I know this person hasn't died yet, can't die yeah, in the movie yeah, because yeah. this part hasn't happened, whatever. I think it just ruins it in general. Uh, so I, I actually find it to be a much better experience anyway. But anyway, so basically, we I seen this statue park down in Wicklow and I said to Laura, let's do that for your birthday. So that was cool. So we got the car and as we like, so, okay, I better rewind a little bit further actually. So I had a bit of an experience with my, my chest um, and I thought I was having like heart trouble Yeah. and it like shit me up because I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack and die. Right. And I genuinely like was feeling my heart pumping out of my chest and, Anytime I felt it, I got like this weird wave over me. Like my head would feel weird. My chest would feel weird. My arms would feel weird and all like, and I was sitting there thinking, oh, my chest, my heart is fucked. I have heart disease or I'm going to have this, a heart attack And this happened something. on the way down. Well, no. So the, so that, that happened like a couple of months before, oh, maybe okay. a month or two before. And since that, anytime I felt in any way weird, I would always think it was my heart to which... I think I would get really anxious right. and then my heart would start beating fast, which would make me more anxious because I think my heart was beating fast. Right. So it was like this vicious cycle of like something weird. So I have a weird feeling. Then I get like anxious. My heart starts going. I think it's my heart. I start getting more anxious because yeah. my heart's gone. Yeah. So I think we were out drinking the night before we went to this place anyway, or whatever it was. I don't remember, but we got in the car and I was driving and I got really, really anxious driving down. Right. To the point where I was like kind of feeling my chest in the way down and like taking my pulse with my fingers and all yeah. like proper shitting up like yeah and I said it to Laura like I feel really fucking anxious and she was like do you want me to take over driving and I was like I, I'm a, 
<laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. I, imagine I just did that, just put my hands at the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Um, but I'm a, bit, I'm a firm believer in like these things not stopping you from doing anything, not a single thing. So I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to let you drive and stop driving just because I feel like this. Fuck it, I'm going to just keep driving. I'll be fine. So we're driving down and we get there and we pay the tenner each in uh, before you even go. So I, I already thought like, oh, you pay into it. It must be something like, you know, good or whatever. Then we park the car and it's like this tiny little car park. And there's a guy sitting on a, like a fold out table next to like the entrance. And I'm already feeling a bit, ugh. so I go over and I ask him like, oh, which way do we go into the park? He goes, have you got your tickets? I said, yeah, here's our tickets here. And he went, oh, perfect. Yeah, just head through that that stone thing over there. So we we head through this stone thing and like, it looks really cool. It's got writing all over. It was like a snake's mouth you walk through. Right. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. So we walk in and there's a field and it's a big, massive field. And around the field, there's like, say, seven or eight statues. And I was like, this is a bit bloody fucking shit if it's just like eight statues in the field <laughs> and I paid 20 quid into it. Like, you know, <laughs> so, so we, we walk up to the first thing and it's like a, a thinking chair or something like that. And you sit down and you're looking around. It's like a view of the mountains. It's a nice view, but the chair is just a stone chair and you just sit in it and look at the mountain. That's kind of like it. Yeah. So already I was like, okay, is that kind of the whole point of that one? Whatever. So we go to the next one. And there's like there's like four elephants playing instruments, okay. kind of in like like real elephants, stuff. or you mean this statue? Oh, oh, mm, I actually couldn't tell. Okay, no, they're they're stone, they're stone elephants, um, and they're just playing instruments and stuff. And there was like things sitting around them, so I was like, that's a bit weird. So we like walked around to look at the things that were around them, and one of them was like a mouse with a pint of Guinness in his hand. Okay. One of them was like a mouse with like Nokia, like you know, like a like a person on, on like a movie set would have like a like a like a mic bag, like a mic around their forehead. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them had that, and then there was like another mouse doing something else, like jumping up and down or something like that. And I was like, that's real weird to have like small statues carved into the bigger ones. I didn't really get it. Like I was like, whatever. Right. So we walk onto the next one and. I'm still kind of feeling a little bit anxious and still kind of thinking this is fucking shite. Like they just charge money in to see like just a couple of statues. This is not a shite. So we go to the next statue and it's a, like a a monk and he's like in like the classic yoga pose, yeah. you know, like fingers in like the okay yeah. symbol and and he's like, he looks like starving. So like his like stomach is all like pushed in and you can see his rib cage and stuff. And we read it and it's about like a monk who starved himself to death in protest or something. And I was like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Okay. And then I look, I walk around the back of it, and there's like a, you know, the old Blockier phone. Yeah, Blockier five thousand. There's like one of those. What? Blockier five thousand. Blockier, no, Blockier forty three C ten X, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, Blockier five thousand. Um, and it's like carved into like his waistband of like this like monk's clothes. Right. So I was like, These "That's are fucking a weird." I know. That's what I was like. I was like, "What the fuck." So I was like, I kind of took notice of it. I was like, that's weird. There must be something like that. And all the statues, I checked a couple more statues, couldn't really find anything like that. Just those couple of ones. But anyway, the, the, the park is much bigger than I thought. So like, I see this thing saying like the into the forest or whatever. So we're like heading through this forest and there's like loads of different statues then through the forest I can see. And there's like a water part and all. I was like, oh, okay. So oh, maybe right. it's not 
just a fucking shite thing, just nine statues in the field. But I just kind of forgot about my feeling that I had at the first, at the start anyway, of like the, the shit statues in the nine thing. So we went to this thing and it was like these three. So there was like, there was like a path that split into two. Uh, and bearing in mind, we're here on a Tuesday. So there's like no one here. Mm. Um, there's a, a path that splits into two. And like one is like a statue and this other one is like a, a lot of like seats. And I was like, oh, just like wooden seats to sit down for a while, whatever. Just ignore that. Then I read some like thing, like some like, uh, what do you call that? Like a piece of paper that has all the information. Like before the path is even there. And it says, these are things called forest baths. Right. So I was like, a forest bath? So I, I went, I walked up towards them. And Laura went the other way because she was like, fucking wooden seats. Why would I go over there? And I, I read it and it said, you lie down on this seat with your legs like elevated on this on the part of the seat yeah and you close your eyes for five minutes and just like breathe normally okay what the fuck and then you then you open your eyes for another five minutes and just stare into the into the sky like into like the branches and shit and it said like when your eyes are closed and your eyes are open when your eyes are closed try to just like flush everything out and then when you like open your eyes, try and listen to the sounds around you, see what, all the things and the trees and all. So I said, fuck it. I said to Laura, I'll call Laura back over. Do you want to try this for the crack? Now, I'm usually completely like, like skeptimist. What do you call it? Skeptimist? Um, Skeptism. Skeptic. Skeptic. Skeptimism. <laughs> Skeptimism. Yeah, that's the one. I'm usually quite skeptical. I'm usually just, yeah, uh, Skeptimist Prime. <laughs> I, I'm usually such a such a skeptimist when it comes to these kind of things. So I was like, fuck it. Skeptic, whatever the fuck you call it. <laughs> so so I was like, Laura, let's just try it for the crack. There's no one around, so we'll try to get the full experience. No one will see us. You pay you pay it in, so you're like, fuck it, I might as well try. So we we both lie down and we close our eyes. And then like I you breathe normally and I open my eyes and I'm looking up into the into the top of the thing. And when I open my eyes. I feel like I was still feeling anxious up until this point, but I felt like from my top of my head went right down over my chest, down my arms, down my legs, all the way out my feet nearly. And just like the the like anxiety just went out of my body. So what what did you feel? Like what was it was like an energy or something? It was like it was like something it was like someone got a wipe and just wiped the anxiety out of me. Like it like felt like someone had pulled it out. Something had done it from like the bottom. And when I was looking, so up, like it wasn't happening by yeah. your control. It was like something was doing it to you. Yeah. Okay. It was like something like pulled it out of me nearly. Like it was like it's something wiped it clean. And when I was looking up into the sky, I was like, I had this like feeling of like pure joy, and I was like in my head, I was I remember thinking like I'm never going to feel anxious again. Uh, what the hell? Like. Like that just cured it. Like that completely got rid of it. All yeah, of it. Yeah. And I was never gonna feel it again. And I stood up then after like a five minutes and I was talking to Laura and I got really emotional. Like I nearly started crying. Really? Cause I was like because I felt so happy and that like that the anxiety that had been like looming over me yeah. the last couple of months was just gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I my tear my eyes got a bit watery, like it wasn't like I was like just felt a bit yeah. emotional. I actually genuinely got teary like. I told Laura, and Laura was like, "That's fucking brilliant." And I remember, I think a tear actually came out of my eye, and I like, "What the hell? That's mad." So this isn't the end of it. So that, but that was like a quite a, like spiritual moment or something. Yeah, and I'm completely not spiritual, yeah. like you know yeah. me. 
and th- like I just had this moment of like complete joy and like never f- felt like I was never going to get anxious again mm. and for the most part I actually haven't like this still to this day which yeah. is like six or seven months later but I'll come back to that anyway so we were walking around and we see the rest of the statues and like I'm enjoying the statues and all much more now everything looks like everything looks greener mm. things feel like the air feels fresher what the hell and I'm like really, really enjoying every, and I feel like oh, nothing is gonna compare to that feeling that I had. Yeah. But like, I feel like that joy has like given me a big kickstart. Okay. So we're walking around the rest of the statues, and I'm feeling this fucking pure elation, like this pure joy, looking at all these statues and all. And for the, for the most part, they're really cool, and like there's like you're walking around, and there's like there's like a part with water, and there's like a statue sticking out of the water, and there's like fish and stuff swimming, and it's like really nice. And in the middle of the water, there's like a little island and there's got like this little hut and stuff. Every, loads of cool shit, like. And like, there's some cool stories about the statues and all, but like, I'm just walking around enjoying it more because things are greener and colors are brighter. But then we get to this thing called a, a Buddhist burial mound. Um, and I was like, and I don't know, I forget the name of it. It was a Buddhist something. Um, and I remember reading it and it said, sit down on the seats at the end of all the statues. They're just like big lumps. And just like, like let it have its effect on you. Just stare into wherever you want to stare into and let it have its effect on you. And I was thinking like, look, I didn't believe the fucking forest bat's going to have any effect. So this might, whatever. So me and Laura like sat down on like separate benches actually, just I don't know why, pretty wet or something. Um, And we're like looking, we're just sitting there silently for say about 10 minutes. Right. And I'm getting visuals like i've had to take in drugs what so my like like color starts to like warp around my eyes yeah and i start seeing like say if you're looking into the forest and you see like green and like brown and like blue from the sky and yeah. all of this stuff i start seeing like pinks and different greens like more like illuminous greens coming out and like wiggling around the forest and at first it kind of spooked me so i shook my head and like closed my yeah. eyes and then opened my eyes again and it was gone, and then it started happening again. So you're, but you're let, at this point, you're just sitting on like a, a bench, nothing like just sitting on a bench. not looking into anything, right? No, no, what? just sitting on a bench, and the, the mounds are around me, yeah. And I'm looking like into the forest, and I'm like shaking my I shook my head the first time, and the second time it happens again, and I just let it happen, yeah. And say it like com- continues to happen, gets stronger and stronger, my eyes are warping more and more, and then it, and it like stops. So then, like, then I blink then and then it like happens again and say the first time it happened for like 16 seconds second time it happens for like 12 seconds third time it happens for like 8 seconds whatever it is like yeah. it's happening for like a shorter amount of time yeah. and like less it's just like it happened and then it's like still happening then it's stopping happening so I like stood up and I was like to Laura that was fucking freaky and she's like what and I said my eyes were like giving me like effects like I was on drugs like my eyes were warping and colours were coming and Laura started, looked at me the real shocked and said fuck off she had the and same I said, thing. What? She had the same thing. What? And, 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 and so you said, like, if for all intents and purposes, you are literally just sitting on a bench. Like, there's no, you didn't take it, yeah. and there's nothing affecting you. No, 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 no. Um, oh, that is crazy. So, like, and like, Laura is the person who, like, 
would be like completely and like doesn't believe in God. She's like she reads fucking what's his name Dawkins and all. Yeah, yeah. And and like complete like argues with like people who have lost. You know what I mean? Like that heaven's not real and all. Like she's just a complete atheist. Yeah. And she had the same effect as me. Now the first the first forest bat she didn't get the same effect because mm. she didn't have anything to kind of get rid of. Do you know what I mean? She just kind of felt like happier. She yeah. didn't feel like pure joy or anything like that she wasn't crying or anything like that but this thing she felt the drugs kind of looking thing and she described the exact same thing to me of like the the eyes getting all colorful and all yeah so we're just like this is fucking freaky so we're walking and it's raining we don't give a shit it was raining there's only like kind of spitting we just walked our normal pace and like looked at the rest of the statues and stuff um and then we get to like the like the end like there's some other cool statues and stuff but like nothing to make note of we get to the end and there's like a a gift shop and when I'm like oh here we go like this is where they try and get money out of it and stuff but it's not really a gift shop so what it is is you walk in and there's like all these posters on the wall around the wall and I was like what the fuck is this so I start looking at the posters and there's this guy in the middle of like India and he's like standing with all these like people from India and they're like cutting stone and stuff yeah and it like has it like descriptions and it show it says this is uh the owner of it um who commissioned all the pieces right. in this park so i was like walking around and this is like these pictures are like from like the 90s early 2000s or whatever okay and you see all these like these posters of like him next to statues them getting cut out one breaks and like he's like him getting it repaired again and i was walking around reading them and laura was reading other ones and stuff and then there's all these like singing bowl things and I had, I had played with them already, like tapped them and like just kind of went, that's weird, and walked off. And then I was like reading the last poster, which was like next to the singing bowls, like not even near the singing bowl. Yeah. And this girl was like standing there playing with the singing bowl. And this like guy walks, this old guy walks out from like the other, like the bookshop part and walks past the both of us and turns around and goes, oh, you wonder what the singing bowls are, do you? And I like turned around because he like said it like real like in a German accent. It was a bit like jarring because I was just sitting there like reading something. And he's like, the girl like standing to my left and he's standing like in front of me. And I'm like further back than the girl. But he's like talking to the girl, say out of every 10 seconds, he's giving her like two seconds of eye contact and the other eight to me, even though I'm standing further away and wasn't playing with the singing ball. Right. It's almost like he's talking to me. But like she was the one he was talking to because of the singing ball thing. And he starts talking about how like this like anxiety like deprives oxygen to your other organs, like your stomach and your like chest and all of this stuff. So you can feel like it's your other organs uh, acting up when you have anxious feelings and all. And I was sitting there thinking in my head like, why the fuck is he talking to me and talking about anxiety after me just having this experience in this park? What the fuck? And and he was like talking about like the the resonance of the singing bowls like overwrite the the anxious feelings or whatever the certain frequency and I says most of the other things from like from like uh these like what do you call it like meditation things are all bullshit. And he said, you know, they did this study in America where they got all the people who were like known for being kept calm. So like you know, police force, Buddhist monks yogis all these people and he said they all have their own thing for keeping calm and cool and he said you know what won the entire experiment for being able to keep you the calmest 
and I kind of like was still looking, but like I wasn't really part of this conversation because because I was far away, but he was talking to me. <laughs> and fuck? and I was like, what won the thing? And he kind of then he like kind of knew he had like me in the conversation as well, and the girls like looking at me as well. And he was like, the Canadian Mountie training won the whole experiment for being able to keep you the calmest over all these yogas, yogi people, and all these monks and all of these things. The Canadian Mountie, which are like a police force in Canada. Yeah. They kept you the calmest so they could literally do all these things to keep themselves in a certain temperament and not let their heart rate increase and all of this. And I was sitting there thinking, that's fucking amazing like that. All these people have like, all like, you know, religious people and all think they can keep themselves the calmest for different reasons and the Canadian Mountie thing happens. So we started like talking to him for a good while. And he's like, look, one of these thing balls will actually help you. Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking like he's trying to sell us shit, like because obviously the money you pay in and he's trying to sell us something to the gift shop and all. And like, he was like, oh, one of these thing balls will help you. So I was kind of like, I might buy one. And I was like, ah, oh, no, fuck it. I think he's probably just trying to sell us stuff. But even though I had, had such a profound experience. But what do you, what thing, do, you do? Like, you sing into the ball, like, or what is it? No, no, no. You, 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 you rub this like metal thing around the rim of the bowl and then like you let go and the the, the resonance continues to vibrate oh, okay. for like say a couple of minutes or longer so the sound like goes through your, and he says this this particular frequency actually helps overwrite anxious feelings in your brain and he says this is the only one proven or whatever so i was like whatever so we, we had a good conversation when i was asking him and i was telling him about my experience in the park and stuff and he's like oh that's good that's good i'm glad you enjoyed it and uh not really paying much mind to like what i was telling yeah. him really and I was like, oh, obviously this kind of happens a lot or something. So we go into the gift shop and Laura loves like books and stuff. And he was like, he came over and was like, look, to be honest, I wouldn't buy any of those books. They're all kind of like make things too complicated to a point where like, it's not even worth reading. It's not going to do anything for you. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean? Like you wouldn't buy any of these books? And he's like, no, not really. No, they're too like scientific. They're not really like enjoyable reads they won't actually have any effect on you it's more just like the science of things but basically tell us not to buy shit like <laughs> that's a weird and way of like, like, oh, don't buy this and i was like and, and yeah exactly yeah and then um there's like a box there's like a box underneath it's like an honesty box so like if you want the book you put like a fiver in for whatever book you want and take the book oh, okay. so people could just take them and walk out yeah 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 but um and he was like someone came up to him and was like oh look i want to buy these two books but i don't have uh, a tenner on me and he was like look just buy a ticket to the thing and don't come that's fine okay so i was like that's weird anyway so we so laura was like look i want to buy a book because i, I kind of like reading these things and she enjoyed the experience she wanted to buy something anyway she bought a book it was how to fake happiness or something like that okay it was like because because apparently this book she was reading like the start of it it's like basically they were faking until you make it kind of thing yeah yeah so anyway, we were walking out of the park and, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I completely forgot. So I asked him what the meaning, because I completely forgot about these up until like I was talking to him. I asked him what the meaning of like the, the mouse of the Guinness or the mouse with like the headset or like the Nokia phone on the monk. And he said, look, did you read the, the things about the statues? I said, yeah, the monk one had like the starving monkey like protested all of this. And he said, exactly. He said, Looking at the statue when you first get to it, it's a very hard pill to swallow this guy starving and like reading the thing. It's all heavy and stuff. And it makes you really think and really ponder life and you really hate things and it makes you feel all sorts of way. And then when you go around the back of the statue, you see this Nokia phone and your mind goes, what the hell? 
and you complete uh, so you take in the information about the statue you've yeah. taken in the feelings but then, you but then it it's go. not you're not you're, you're not bringing it with you yeah so it's supposed to be just completely random like just to try yeah. it off like yeah okay. yeah and like think about this way he got this done like 20 and 30 years ago in india like many people carved the stones exactly how he he wanted them done mm. and he had them carved like that yeah so i was like that's fucking mad like so anyway we we're I, I asked him to come on the podcast funny enough and he gave me his number but he kind of was like i don't really like doing it so i'm gonna say no now but you'd need to ring me and just talk to me and get me on a day where i want to do it okay okay so maybe sometime we'll try him and just ring him and see what he do it because he was an interesting man victor was his actual name I didn't really ask him too much more about the park or like the money you pay and whatever. I, obviously, I wasn't really thinking about that because I had such a great experience at it. Like, but we get to the like the car park again to go back in the car, and I was talking to the guy that was like at the front gate, and he was like, "Oh, you met Victor, did you?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's I was like he's a great guy, you know." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually a really guy. You know, he owns all these all this land and all these statues, and it was his private collection for years." We decided to open up to the public to like let them have the experiences that he had with them. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like you didn't actually have to pay into this for a long time. But when he didn't have anyone paying into it, it was COVID, like, because obviously it was outdoors. People, they opened the field across the road and it was full of cars and people were going in and seeing the statues and they're going away. And he said, no one was actually having the experience that Victor wanted them to have. So the reason that he has tickets and he has to pay in is to limit the access so you can get your own personal access. Because it's like a time slot on the ticket. Oh, okay. So you're not kind of like there with those other people and all. Yeah, so you can have your time to walk around and yeah. do the things you want to do and not be swarmed with people. So he could be having... he has, And he has a limited number of tickets each day. Right, so he could right. be having like hundreds of people coming each day and making a fortune. But he, but he only limits... Yeah, so people can have the right experience. and Mad. So what do you, I mean, what do you think that was then? Like that, that thing that happened to you, like the anxiety coming out of you and seeing all those things. Like if you had to explain it or tr attribute it to something, what would you say it was? Well, like I'm really skeptical of anything like religion or anything like that. So I, in my head, what I just thought it was is that like I took the time to kind of work things out in an indirect way. Now, the thing with the Buddhist burial mound, I can't understand for the life of me. So that's something that, that has happened to you, but like you genuinely don't have a way of rationalizing it, like or explaining no. it. No, no. Can you think of a way of explaining that? Like, I, I can't. No, I, like if you're sitting there, I'm trying to picture myself in your position, like sitting there just looking at a forest. Obviously, you're not looking through a lens, you're not like on anything, you're not, there's nothing altering you or affecting you there. Like, what could it be? Yeah. Like, you, there's no way of explaining that. Like, I, I, and like, as a one-time thing you'd kind of think whatever the fuck like you know what i mean i was happy already because i had like you know done that kind of thing in the forest path Um, it could have just been like me being happy projecting things like you know my mind could have been playing tricks on me yeah. but for laura to have the same experience that's it yeah she had the exact same thing yeah that's what i didn't understand yeah yeah that's mad that's like crazy. and uh, I've been meaning to tell you this story for so long because like it's, it was such a crazy thing to happen. But you see why I wanted to tell you on here because it's like if I didn't experience it, I wouldn't believe someone telling yeah, me this yeah, story. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And like, so so do you feel like that has in any way made you feel a bit more kind of open to things or like 
open-minded or or are you just the same i mean honestly just the same probably which is kind of so even though it's completely unexplainable and and you can't even understand how it happened it's still you think oh no it's nothing like it's just well i still like i mean it's not condemning proof for me like anything no yeah no because i mean like it could just be like when you sit there and stare into the forest that happens anyway i didn't try it anywhere i think i tried it somewhere else and it didn't work actually so that would be one thing to kind of bow towards it but also like placebo you know what i mean like it could be strategically you know like you know that like uh, what's that called like subliminal messaging or whatever like that could be some sort of subliminal messaging thing in the text that makes you feel like you're supposed to see something in your eyes or anything like that you know what i mean but the, the way it's written is. or whatever yeah i don't know man i don't know you know what i mean like, I, I have no way of explaining it like i said but like to take a one percent shot at it you know what i mean it could be anything yeah. like that yeah that's mad though that's crazy yeah and then and then to get back to like the reason why i found it so profound in the first place like the reason i got rid of my anxiety and stuff i didn't feel i, I used to feel anxious like we were we would we play pool every tuesday i'd go to the pool and i'd feel real anxious and i'd be sitting there and i'd be finding it hard to breathe and stuff and i'd be like trying to like just be quiet in the corner kind of like deal my shoulders trying to like give myself a bit more oxygen or whatever and i just shit like that that didn't happen to me for ages after yeah. that so it had a last like, effect like had a lasting effect like yeah. now recently it's kind of back a small bit but nowhere near the extent yeah. well no that well i mean it's a, say if something like that did happen like and it was or whatever whatever it was that happened and it just released your anxiety it's not going to be like last forever like but but like there's well, not to say that you couldn't have something like that again but in that moment i felt like it was never going to happen again yeah yeah and it didn't for a long which I thought was very strange, like to have this moment completely overwrite any feeling that I was going to have of anxiety in the next while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is so weird. That is so mad. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I, I thought it was really nice when I heard that your man Victor could have made so much more money off it and chose not to for like the sake of the experience. Yeah, yeah. That's, and like, it seems like he doesn't really need the money. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's got all this land. Like he's not he's got doing it for the money, like. like yeah, he's actually just, yeah. and he says, as well as like the ticket numbers, like he only let in a certain amount of people that would keep the place going. So say like the rent for the land was whatever a month, the tickets would just cover that. He's not making any money off it. Oh, okay. So he's only doing it like to just afford it, but not to actually make money. Yeah. Make profit. When in actual fact, he could be having like hundreds more because the car back across the way could hold like 150 cars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so mad. That's crazy. Like, I wonder if I went there, would I have a similar experience? I think I think you need to go open-minded. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I was when I first walked in. Yeah. But for some reason, I just felt like I should give it my my open mind. You know what I mean? Um, I think you need to also go. Like, I think if me and you went together, we wouldn't get that experience because we'd be messing. We'd just be messing. Yeah, yeah. We need to go, like, where you can actually have the time to just be... Yeah, yourself and, stuff, and yeah. walk around and, and like don't be like chatting lows when you're walking around it just kind of like go just take it all in. look at the things take it in yeah yeah ideally you'd go by yourself nearly like do you know yeah. what i mean almost like a meditation or something yeah and and if it says to do something like sit on this thing and close your eyes for five minutes and breathe and look into the forest and all like just do it like do you know what i mean don't say ah no that's don't gonna judge be it or laugh at it like just give it a shot which 
I think is which in a way has made to change me a little bit because I do kind of try things more when people say them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're a bit more open minded or something. Yeah, but which is which is a good thing. Yeah, well, I mean that Always. that ties that ties in really good with my story then because mine's obviously like taking shrooms obviously going to be quite like like spiritual and shit in some ways. Yeah, so so I'll basically I'll just go through it and then I'll just kind of take it from my point of view and then if you like if I say it and then you're like oh what what the fuck like just ask me about it and I'll try and explain it like yeah but like just to before I even say anything I would I'd be similar to you in that I I'm not really like spiritual or like that like I I'd be I'd say at this point I'm probably like agnostic or something in that like i think there probably is something out there but i don't know what it is or i have no way of explaining it and um, but i'd be still more slightly towards being atheist like right um so every anything that happened to me like that i'll say it's like i'm not exaggerating it or i'm not bullshitting like or i'm not making it up like it's fucking it messed up my oh, head like, i was bullshitting lot. my entire time i made it all up <laughs> <laughs> no but like you know the way when you do something like shrooms you can be a bit like over the top about your experience or something or i feel like sometimes when i listen to people they'll be like i'll be like okay did it really happen like that yeah do you know what i mean but this is like exactly i'll try and say it as exactly how it happened like and exactly how i felt in the moment like but anyways i'll just talk through it so First of all, we decided to do the shrooms and, and we got a few of us together. So there was there was five of us in the room, myself, Kate, and then three others. And I was going to say that maybe don't like, name and shame people here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm just going to say like there was five of us in the room and we were doing it in like, you know, them just for people who obviously don't know. I know, you know, but just for people who don't know, we were in like one of them shomra things like out the back of someone's house. So it was like a. You know, them little, like, bedroom, kitchen, sitting room things all in one out the back. So we did it in one of them, which is, like, it's big enough, but maybe, I think, looking back on it now, we needed somewhere with more space, like. And anyways, we did it at first, and the way we did it was we we crushed them up, and we kind of did them in kind of, like, a shot. And it took maybe about, I'd say, 10 or 15 minutes, maybe not even that long, to start feeling something. And at first, it just felt like like a euphoria or something like just all over your body just like tingling uh, and like can i just try can i just chime in there so like i've kind of got the story from someone else like a half part of it and we, was yeah. it only you that felt it that quickly like did everyone else take a little bit longer i think it was i think i felt it first probably yeah I, looking back on it i started to feel it and then i think i think they said they'd like someone took like nearly an hour like no am i wrong I could be forgetting that. Part. No, it definitely wasn't that long. No, it definitely wasn't an hour. Unless I'm just completely off at my timing, but it definitely wasn't an hour. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I forget that part. Go on. I don't think it was anyway. Maybe it wasn't that quick, but it felt like it wasn't long at all for me. And I started feeling like just kind of tingling throughout my whole body, like to my, my toes, to my head, like all, everywhere, just feeling like tingling, like, um, and it just felt really nice. Like it just felt like I was as light as air, like just floating, like, yeah. and after a while then everyone started feeling it and it was like we were all just like extremely happy like everything was hilarious anytime anyone said anything we were in stitches laughing and one of us would maybe notice something or point something out 
and it would just make the whole lot of us just burst out laughing and just like stomach hurting type yeah. laugh and like and it was it was even it probably wasn't even that funny uh, but it was weird because we were aware that maybe it wasn't that funny and that we were just finding it that funny because of the mushrooms like i remember saying things like imagine if your man's house would be doing it imagine his his dad walks in now and sees us just being dopes like just being handicapped rolling around the floor laughing at the walls and all yeah so like we had the self-awareness there to understand that from the outside we probably looked ridiculous but we still at the same time were just laughing our heads off yeah and i remember there was like a blow-up bed on the floor and we were like lying there and it was when kate was doing it she was like in the corner of the bed and she was like sunk into the corner and she just couldn't move at all and it felt like when I was lying on the bed, I was like being pulled into her like center of gravity, like something was just forcing me in, so, like into the, her little hole in the in the floor <laughs> bed. Like it was so weird. Like I couldn't stand up, I couldn't move. It was like everything was was messed up. It was like, and then one of the lads was like, "Oh, that's it. My legs are gone. I can't use them anymore." <laughs> and it was crazy. But then we were standing up, and we were like, the floor felt like it was like sponge or something. What the it was hell? like a wooden floor. But it felt like it, like we were we were bouncing on it, like as if it was like on the moon or something. Oh my god! It was so weird. It was so weird. But again, I'm, I'm again, I'm I'm gonna try and not exaggerate and just keep it as real as it felt like. But that's what it felt like. It was like when I put my foot on it, it was like the floor went in a little bit and then sponged back up. And anyways, we, were, you know, I'm not gonna. There was a few different things that happened. We were laughing, whatever. One of the lads goes, I, I need to get out of here. Like, I need to go outside. It's getting too hot and shit in here. Which it was. It was getting real stuffy. Yeah. And, but I, in that moment, I was terrified. I was like, I really don't think we should go outside. I don't know why I had this feeling, but maybe just because I knew I was off my head. And I was like, if we're out there, we're interacting with people. And like, you know, there's cars everywhere. I just had all these different thoughts of like, what the fuck could happen if I go outside? And but he was adamant. He was like, no, no, I need to get out. Like I'm, I'm roasting in here. But th this was the first thing that happened where it really started to freak me out. When I looked at somebody, I couldn't tell their emotion. So I couldn't tell if they were happy, if they were angry, if they were sad. I couldn't understand. Like I couldn't read their facial expressions. Yeah. And it, and it was like it was like I was looking at them and I, I just couldn't understand. Like, are you? angry at me are you happy with me are you what are you just normal and like, did, I you, can't understand. did you feel like, like people were angry with you or something yeah i started to feel like your man who was like i need to go out i was like standing by the door and i was like hang on a second like let us just gather our thoughts and we'll all go together but it, it felt like everything was kind of spiraling out of control and i was trying oh to control God. things but i couldn't like it was like and no, nothing bad had happened at this point like but it just felt like i needed to control the situation <laughs> but i couldn't <laughs> I couldn't at all. Like. Yeah. And so anyways, we ended up, so I, but I even said to him, I was like, are you aggro with me? Like, are you mad at me? And he was like, no, not at all. I'm fine. But I don't know what it was. Like when I looked at his face, it was like, it felt like he was. Yeah. And I, but I just couldn't read it at all. Anyways, we went outside and we started to walk down the road and literally within 10 seconds, we were all like, this is a bad idea. We were like this, we should go back in right now. And the first thing that kind of happened after, like, while being outside, which really started to, like, where I started slipping into the kind of main um, trip of it all, was, like, I was walking down the road, and I'd look at the path, and I'd look up, and I just felt like I was going nowhere. Like, I'd take maybe five, ten steps, stop, look up, 
five, ten steps more looking. Well, I know. And it felt like I was in the same spot every single time. I know, the, like, the place where you were and, like, that estate all looks the exact same. Like, so I can see why you would yeah. think that even sober. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But in the moment, obviously, being on this, it looked... Like, because we were, there's a main road there with cars. And so you'd walk, look up, and a car would go by. You'd do the same thing, and it looked like the same car was going by. Oh, my God. So it looked like it was almost like a loop. And so I was doing that, and then I was like, I have to just get to the end of this road and walk around the corner just to prove to myself that I can walk around the corner. Did you feel like you never left the airport stuck in the loop? It felt like I was stuck stuck in the loop. Like, it felt like I just couldn't go anywhere, like I was on a treadmill or something. And so I walked down the end of the road and I walked around the corner. I was like, okay, okay, definitely not. Like, it's obviously just a, a, a visual, like, hallucination, whatever. So we ended up going back in. And your man whose house we were doing it in, he, at this point, he, um, he had thought that his, like, mom and dad saw us leaving the house or something. Yeah. And he started getting real paranoid and kind of, like, anxious about that. And everyone was saying to him, like, first of all, no one actually saw us. We're grand. But second of all, um, even if they did, who cares? Like we're adults. Like we can do shrooms. It's okay. Like no one's gonna give out to us. Yeah, we're adults. But in the moment when he started feeling like that, it like took me down as well. Like it like it was like I plummeted right to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It was like I I don't even know how to explain it. It was like I just felt his anxiety and his like you sunk. Um, literally like I sunk. Like like any sort of euphoria or like joy that I had just evaporated instantly oh. and it was almost like i could feel what he was feeling like um that would be okay so for anyways, like a minute or two but like did you ever back around well no pretty much from that point on then it was like shit for me shit um so like we were, so we went back inside then and we were sitting there and we only realized then that we had the heater like we thought it was an air fucking conditioner, but yeah. we had it on heat the whole time. So we were actually boiling and we were fucking smoking ourselves out in the room. Like yeah. we didn't even realize how that happened. But I was sweating, but I couldn't even feel the sweat. Like I was absolutely like boiling, but I couldn't actually feel it. Mm. Like I couldn't feel the heat. It was weird. Um, But I remember just sitting there for ages. It felt like 10 minutes to me, but then one of the lads said I was sitting there for like half an hour. Oh my God. Just not saying anything, not moving just kind of staring into space. Oh and I remember God. just thinking to myself, I was just like, in my head, I was like, I need to just let this kind of sickness, this kind of, because I felt a bit sicky. I felt a bit kind of um, anxious and all that. I need to just let this pass. So let me just sit here and do nothing for a bit and just let it pass and I'll be grand. Um, but again, apparently it was like half an hour or longer I was sitting there. I didn't realize. Um, and then I started like, kind of like, the way it was described to me and the way I feel now was like, it was like I was just slipping in and out of myself. Like, like Jesus. one minute I would, I would feel like myself and I'd be t- chatting to everyone and being fine. And then the next I'd just be gone. And I don't know where I would be like, like I, now thinking about it, I can't remember, but it would be like, I'd, I'd like come around and I'd be standing in front of the door and I don't even remember getting up or something. Or like I'd, I'd be sitting there standing and they'd be trying to talk to me for like saying my name five or oh six times God. and I'm not answering. And then I'd come back and I'd, I'd look at them and I'd be like, oh yeah, what's up? As if nothing happened. And so basically I just kept through going through these things of where I'd like panic and have this feeling of like, I need to get out of here. Like I need to leave now. Like I need to get out of this room and then going back to just being normal and being like, oh yeah, let's, let's have a fun night. Like, um, 
but there was one time where I like I left the room and I was like I need to go outside and I walked off out like out of the house out of the garden through the estate like I was walking like completely off by myself like 10 minutes down the road like I was leaving like and I didn't even know where I was going but then I got a, a call off of uh, Kate and I answered the phone and I was like oh what's up and she was like come back like where are you going and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know where I'm going. And I was like, at that moment, I honestly couldn't tell the difference between what was real and what wasn't. And do you know, do you know, like, like someone that was there told me they actually like left after you to try and get you and they were gone. Everyone else told me they were gone for like 15 minutes and then they came back without you. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. But yeah, like I just, I remember in the moment, I couldn't tell what was real or like say Kate calling me, I couldn't tell if that was an hallucination or if that was actually happening. Yeah. And so when she was there and she, or you know what made it worse was like, I remembered I was walking down the road and I actually thought about Kate. Like in my head, I was like, oh, what's Kate going to think? And then she rang me. So it was Whoa. almost like, it was almost like it was, it was fake. Like it was like my head's playing tricks on me. Oh, shit. So you weren't even sure if Kate was actually calling you or not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then I'd answer it and I'd be like, what's up? And she's like, come back. Just come back to the to the room. like." And I'd be like, I can't. Like, I, I cannot be in that in that room. Like, I need to go home or I need to go do go somewhere. And she was like, you can't. Like, you're on shrooms. Like, you're, you no, you can't see people at this point. What time is this, do you know? Like, Honestly, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Genuinely couldn't. I know the time I went out the window. Yeah, it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. It was during the night, like, but I, I couldn't remember how long into the trip this was or anything. And she was like, look, just trust my voice. Just trust what I'm telling you. Just come back and, and you'll be fine. Um, and, and do you know what she said as well? She was like, I'm going to order a taxi and we'll go home. And I was like, OK, grand. That'll be fine. So I walked back and, and con uh, one of the lads actually came and, and met me. He caught me and was like, oh, are you all right? And I was like, in that moment when I seen him, I was like, back to normal, just back to myself. Yeah, yeah, Grant, just needed to walk, like, just needed fresh air. And he he was like, oh, come on, we go back to the house. Like, you're looking fine now, you look normal. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I feel grand. And so I went back and everything seemed normal. And he was even like, yeah, no, I think he just needed that to get that out of his system. He's all fine now. And I sat down with Kate and I was like, right, are you getting your jacket? Like, are we getting a taxi? And she was like, we're not getting a taxi, Jake. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, okay, so I can't even trust her now. Oh, wow. So that was like, I felt like she was like tricking me into being there. And I was like, what do you mean we're not getting it? And she was like, we can't go back to your house because you're on shrooms and you look out of it. And I, in that moment, I like, and even now I'm thinking, I'm like, she was right. She's 100% right. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But in the, in, in, in the moment, I was like, Okay, so she just she's forcing me to be here for whatever reason, like, and so I started getting into my head that everyone in the room was like against me and they were tricking me into being there. So wait, wait, hang on. Did you feel like back to normal a little bit when you ran into that person, and then when you got back there, then you started feeling yeah. like this, or did you always kind of feel a bit like weird? No, no, I felt I felt completely normal. Even when she said that to me, I felt a bit normal, but I was like, okay, I can't trust her. And even I laid down for a bit. And I was just chilling there. And every I actually got really nice then. I started seeing like mad visuals and all and like yeah. f really nice feelings. But then out of nowhere, the kind of panic would set back in. 
and I, I'd start getting again. I'd be like, oh shit. But what I, what I think it was looking back on it was like, I remember there was one particular moment where it was like everything in my life was shown to me and I, it was like I was being laughed at. Oh my God. It was like, it, it was like, um, say all these thoughts I have in my head, like, am I a good boyfriend or am I a good friend or am I a good employee with it, where I work or, you know, oh, am I a good dancer when I go out to the club? Like all these little maybe nuanced things that would be in my mind were being shown to me in like a flash. And it was like, you think this stuff is important. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you, why do you care about this stuff? Yeah. And I was like, in the moment, I was like, yeah, why do I care about any, like, these labels or these kind of, like, worrying about do people, like, say, like me or do I, am I funny or am I whatever? Do you know what I mean? Like, all these natural things that would maybe go through my head. Why do I even have those anxieties? Like, why would I care? None of it is, none of it matters. And so I think in that moment when all of that went away and I was like, right, so if I don't have any of those things, what actually am I then? Oh, no. And that really, that terrified me. I was like, if if none of that stuff matters and none of these kind of labels or like values that I have in my life are meaningful at all, what the hell am I left with? So it was like a complete sense of self. If I'm not a good dancer, gone, what like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but like you know what i mean like it's like all these little like it was like an ego death type of thing i think that's what it was was like all my things that maybe were feeding my ego disappeared and i didn't know what to look at i didn't know where to go or or what to point at and say oh that's me yeah and so and then at that moment i was like when i wake up in the morning am i going to be going back to work like am i still going to be the normal person like what life am i going to be in I didn't know if this was going to last forever. I couldn't, un- I couldn't tell. Like, it was really mad. Um, but I, I, I do, there was kind of the biggest moment in it, I think, for me personally, and like the, the moment like where it kind of gets maybe a bit spiritual or something, was I remember after all of this had happened, like, and I'd kind of had a couple of like in and outs of like panic plus just kind of enjoying the moment. I, again, I needed to go outside and I was like, look, I'm just a bit hot. And I was much more like chilled out at this point. I was like, can I just go outside? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you're grand. Like, don't worry. And so I went out the back and I was just kind of standing in the back garden by myself for a bit. And I started getting this overwhelming feeling of like, there is something else, like something outside of me showing me all of this stuff. Yeah. Like that there's a, like an entity of some sort outside of me giving me this information. And it's not like a voice in my head. It's not like a, a a visual even. It's just like, I'm just getting this information and I understand it, but I don't know how. Mm. So like all this stuff of like, you know, don't like all this, you know, labels and shit. It's all bullshit. Like it's complete nonsense. Like, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't, um, focus on it don't give yourself anxiety about it because it's nonsense and then i got this overwhelming feeling of like it was like a voice was saying to me you chose this so why do you care and and it was a feeling of like everything in my life my friends my job my girlfriend any sort of thing i have in my life i chose it and i designed it or I, i came up with it and i was like that's what i want at some point whether consciously or, or, or subconsciously, like I chose it. 
And so how could I be anxious about it? It's just, it, I, I chose it for a reason. Yeah. And I, I didn't know why, like I didn't know what the reason was. Or I didn't know when I was supposed to have chosen this. But that's what the feeling that I had was like, oh, you chose all of this, you, your entire life, the, where you live, the Donamid, the area called Donamid, like all this stuff is completely, you made it up, like it's in your it's head. Fabricated. Like you chose it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, why, why do I care so much? Like, why would I get so anxious or make myself feel bad about things when, when I have the power to change or to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I remember looking up into the sky and I saw like a gigantic face in the sky, like a Fuck. huge face. And it was like, it didn't feel like it was like a God or anything like that now. And it didn't feel like it was, it just felt like this was this being that was showing me this stuff. And it was like showing itself to me in a way that I would understand. So in a face, yeah, because that makes sense to me because I know what a face is, but, but it didn't feel like that that's what it actually looked like, but that's what I would understand it as. So it was like, this is my f like face type of thing. Yeah. And I'm here, look, I'm here watching you, like I'm here looking over you. Um, and I wasn't scared or I wasn't comforted either. It was just kind of nothing. And I was just looking at it. And I was like, fucking hell, that's mad looking. And so even in the moment, I still had the awareness to be like, this is crazy what's happening. But still, it looked like a gigantic head in the sky looking down on me. Mm. And it was showing me all these things like, if you don't like, if you don't like your job or you're not happy with certain things that happen in your job, don't fucking complain because you chose it. You got you got a chance to talk to the developer of the simulation. That that's what that's kind of what it felt like. Honestly, that's kind of what it felt like. It was like I I was receiving information from something outside of this reality, like which is mental. Like I know that's fucking insane to say. Like I know it is, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. And it was like, at, at one point, it felt like I had a choice that like I could either go back to the life that I had or do something else. I don't know what the something else was. It's like you were playing like, like the, the best ever game of Roy, like that thing from Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good way of putting it in. Yeah, actually, that is what it felt like. It felt like I got sucked out of Roy for a minute and I could see it from above and I was like, when I was out there, I couldn't, I didn't know who I was because everything that I thought was real was now, it just it melted away. And I was like, what the fuck am I? And I was just remember saying in my head, like, I just want to go back. I just want to feel like myself again, like Jake again, like all that stuff. I just want to go back to that. But I felt like I had the option to not go back to that weirdly. Oh. I don't know how, I, I don't know how that would have happened, but that's, I felt I had the option not to. But in the moment, I was just so terrified. I was like, I really just want to go back to being me. Like, I just want to <laughs> feel like myself again. And I remember standing in the garden and in this garden, there's like a long pathway down the side of the house. And I remember looking back and the, I was by myself and the door of the shomra was open and I could see the light coming out of it. And I remember looking down the thing and looking back and I was like, I cannot go back in that room. If I go back in that room, I'm going to go through oh this whole God. loop again. I was like, just this overwhelming feeling of like, I, I, whatever I do from this moment on, it cannot be going back into that room. So I just walked and I didn't even have any shoes on. I was in my socks and I just walked and I walked through a field and the field was wet and I like walked through it all and I didn't care and I just wouldn't stop walking. And it was like the ground underneath my feet felt like it was like quicksand. And I'm not talking about on the field, I'm talking about on the concrete. 
like when I was walking on the concrete, it felt like quicksand. Like I felt like I was sinking into it so I couldn't stop moving or I would sink down. What the fuck? And again, I got a call from Kay and she was like, where are you going now? Like, come back. And I was like, and she was like, just listen to me. Like, I know you don't know what's real and what's not, but just listen to me and I'll, I'll, you can trust me. And then in that moment, I remembered, well, the last time I trusted you, you, you tricked me into staying. So I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't trust you. I can't listen oh to you. Oh, my God. And I was like, I was like, I have to go. Like, I, I, I just can't go back to that room. And I was like walking through. And then th- at one point, there was a fella behind me, like a man, but I couldn't see his face. Oh. And he like, sh- he like shouted at me. What? I, I, yeah, like he shouted. I don't know what he said, but he like shouted at me like, hey, wh- what are you doing? Or something like that. And did this and actually happen? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because I, I was walking and I looked back and I seen him. And I walked for a few steps more, a bit faster this time because I thought he was coming after me. <laughs> and I looked back and he was gone. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it was a hallucination or if maybe he was there and he just actually wasn't shouting at me. Maybe he was shouting at something else and he walked off. I genuinely don't know. But in the moment, it felt like he was coming to get me. Oh, my God. And. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say as well, actually, while I was standing in the garden and I like seen the face before, actually, I seen the face in the sky. It was like I was hearing like whispers all around me, like all around my head, yeah. like kind of like that. But like what I was getting from it was like, none of this is real. Like, what are you oh doing? God. Like you're getting so an- you're getting so anxious about this. It's all fake. It's all fake. And it's like I can't believe it. they're like laughing at me. Like you're so scared and all. Like ha ha ha. Like none of this is even real. And I was like fucking hell. And I was like looking around me to try and see where the voices were coming from. But obviously nothing's there. Yeah. And there was, and then I looked at, like, on the fence in the garden, there's, like, you know one of them, like, um, ornament things where it looks like it's a sun, but it has a face on it? Yeah. Have you seen them before? It was like that on the garden, and it was, like, laughing at me. The sun thing with the face was, like, laughing at me. And it was, like, what are you like? Like, look at the state of you. And then it looked like, and it looked like then at that point, as soon as he laughed at me, a flame, like, came all along the top of the fence on his garden like it just lit up instantly and it was like burning on top of the fence a flame yeah and i was like i was like i'm gonna fucking die here like what the fuck is going on and that's when i looked up and then i saw the the face and i was like that kind of all went away then um so anyways i continued walking and kate was saying to me on the phone like oh i'm just gonna get a taxi home and i'll meet you at your house then and she was fuming, by the way. She was mad at me at this point because I'm out there walking off, like, which, fair enough. I think you, like, I, I hey, Tommy, you didn't have your keys either. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have anything. I, I left my wallet. I left everything there. The only thing I had was my, my phone. Oh, fucking hell. Um, so I obviously, but you know, actually, do you know what it was, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so I was like, look, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just have to not be there. I have to get home. And so I just kept walking. And I, when she was saying to me, oh, I'm going to meet you at the house, I didn't know if she actually was. Like, I didn't know if that was real. Oh I, I didn't know if, if the phone call was real. Because again, I would have a thought like, oh, I wonder what Kate's thinking. And then she'd ring me. And then she'd hang up. And then I'd do it again. And she'd ring me. So it was like I was preempt. It was like I was almost controlling it in my head. That's like when I thought of her, I'd get a call from her. But this is why I ca- started second guessing everything. And everything just felt fake to me. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, she met up with me anyways. And we were walking home. 
and we and we got home and, and I slept it off and all and everything was fine from that well, point. There was nothing really else from that. Before point. you, I, I did. I, I heard this part as well where they found you. You were like walking really slowly down the road, and it was fucking wet outside, and you're in a t-shirt as well. Yeah, and yeah. it was cold. So I literally had a t-shirt, trousers, and socks. And you're walking in slow but motion, like, apparently. Was I? Apparently so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because someone was was with Kate, wasn't they? One person. Not when I met her. I think maybe they got the taxi home, but not when I met oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Kate. Well, I didn't know that. She... In my mind, I was. Well, see, this is the thing. In my mind, I was trying to walk fast, but like the ground felt like quicksand. Oh yeah, so maybe and, like, that was I, why it was like slowing me down. Maybe I was walking in slow motion. I don't know. Um, but anyways, we got home. Anyways, after that was all grand. But in the moment, what I felt like was like. I actually thought that when I got home and I got into my room that I was going to pop back awake in the house in the shomra with everyone else. Oh. Like, I thought I was in like a I thought I was in like a mental kind of like journey. Yeah, like I felt like I was going on this journey but it was all in my head and like I wasn't actually outside, I wasn't actually walking home, I wasn't actually like getting these phone calls and Man. all of this shit. Like I was just going to wake up and they were all going to be like are you all right? Like what happened? You know what I mean? Like, as if they didn't even know what ending that had happened. Yeah. And I feel like maybe in the moment, that was like, it was like if I had a chosen to, like, when I had a choice to continue on, it was like whatever choice I made, that was going to be my reality. So the fact that I chose to walk home, that was what was the reality. But if I had ch chosen to stay there, then that would have been it. Yeah. Um, That's usually how reality works, though, just so you know. You choose to. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, like, I know. If I had so chosen hard. to walk home, walking home be the reality, you know, <laughs> to go back in. Like. But as if, as if, as if, like, they wouldn't have known any of this weird shit had gone on. No one else would have known but me. Oh, if you hadn't If I had left. chosen to stay. Yeah. If I hadn't left. And so I honestly thought by the time I got home and I got into my house, I was just going to pop back awake and everything would be fine. And I'd just be like, wow, that was a mad trip. Like, mm. but it didn't and um yeah i mean that's i mean that's kind of that's kind of everything but that's fucking insane like, it was it was really mad it was really like like still to this day like i have thoughts about it and i get really emotional about it like it gets like it affects me like yeah um because it was so in the moment like i've never been that scared in my life like i i the the, the fear that i had and, and the fact that the people around me who I trusted and who were closest to me, I, I felt like they were complete strangers. Like I was looking at Kate and I was like, this is my girlfriend. This is the person I spend the most time with. And I couldn't trust her. Fucking I couldn't hell, yeah. trust the word she said. I didn't even know if she was real. And like there was moments where I was like pulling her face and I was like, are you actually real? Like, yeah, like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't tell. And I couldn't tell if I was ever going to get out of that feeling. It was so scary. And like. But at the same time, what's weird is that I felt like that kind of entity or that being, I felt like it's still watching me. Yeah. Which is so weird. Like, like I'll have moments where I feel like where I'm by myself, but I feel like something's watching me. Yeah. Or something's looking at me. And I feel like it's that. Fuck and off. Like, sometimes maybe I'll see a line in, like, a movie or I'll hear something and it'll be like, oh, that was directed at me personally like yeah do you know what did I mean? you, that's a message for me i'm kind of getting the resemblance now but like after we watched that movie don't worry darling you said this kind of related to it in some way 
Yeah. But I'm guessing that's why it related to it because you kind of felt like someone was designing your reality. Exactly. Yeah, it felt like it was like a, and, and you know the way in the movie, the way she she just doesn't know what is real. Like like she's cracking the eggs and she's like, she doesn't know what's real and what's fake or you know how much of it is her design or somebody else's. Like that's what it felt like to me. Like I just couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell what of my life was real anymore. Like or who I was or any of that stuff. And I felt like I was trapped and it felt like anyone I would say it to, they weren't listening to me. Like I was saying to Kate, like, I need to go home. Like, I, I just can't stay here. And she just wasn't listening to me. Obviously now I know why, like, and I and I think she's still right. Like, but in the moment I was just so, I had this feeling of like, why aren't you helping me? Like, because you felt like you needed to escape. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was trapped and I was looking to her and she just wasn't helping me. And I was like, why? You know, like if they had a recorded you for the entire time of all of your trip and stuff like that. They could have used it as like one of the worst prison break episodes of all time. It's just all inner monologue. I just can't hear. And just you silently looking around, going, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." I can't believe oh. you like you left and then came back and then left again. Because when I came back, I felt normal, and there was times where like I felt like just myself, and I felt like, "Oh, look, this is grand." Like it was just obviously something that's passed now, and it's all gonna be okay. Um, but then I would just slip back into it again. I'd start panicking again. Fuck me. And I don't know why. Yeah. And then, like I said, when I was at the back garden, it was like I had this overwhelming feeling of just, I, I can't go back into that room. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah, that's fucked, man. That's really fucked. Mad. Mad. But the, the thing about it all is it's not like, I would do it again. I would do things. I was about to say, so you'd never do it again, and then here you go. No, I would do it again because I don't feel like it was a bad trip in the sense that I was scared and I was shown, I, what I personally think was I was shown a lot of things about myself that maybe I wasn't in the moment ready to deal with or ready to face. Yeah. But it, but now, and as well, I had this feeling of like, I don't know if this is ever going to end. Even though I knew I was on shrooms and I knew it was just a trip, I still had this feeling of like... And could you not talk to yourself and say, this is going to end and like, it, you wouldn't believe yourself even like... It's so hard to explain unless you're in my in my head at that point. But it was like I had the awareness to know that I had taken shrooms and I knew it was just a trip and I knew it would pass. But at the same time, because I was looking around and everything and everyone, I just couldn't trust a thing that they said or did. I was like, I don't even know if I can trust my own head at this point. Like, I was like, did I actually take shrooms? I started questioning, did I even take them? Or am I just like a fucking mental patient yeah. in some hospital? Like, fucking hell. And I'm just having like a mad vision or some shit. Like I start, I just didn't know who I was. And like, I'd have things where one of the lads would say something and I'd say, I'd respond to it. And they were like, what are you talking? We didn't say anything. Yeah. What are you saying? Like, we didn't say anything to you. That's and insane, like, isn't it? And so I was hearing them say things and I was seeing them do things, but they weren't actually doing them or saying them. So I, I just couldn't trust anything. I couldn't trust any of my senses at all. Any of your senses, he said? No shit. Um, yeah, like, I couldn't I couldn't trust any of my senses, like... That's insane to think, isn't it? Like, even, like, even if the rest of your senses were fine and, like, one was lying to you, it'd be freaky. But to have them all kind of be a bit, like, out of whack seems very scary. Yeah. 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 Like, anything I touched didn't feel the way I, I had known it to feel my whole life. Anything I, like saw or heard it was all messed up like i couldn't trust anything that's fucking insane isn't it it was mad the next but it was it was at the same time it there was a lot of it that was like unbelievable 
like some of the happiness that we felt in the first time was like some of the most happy I've ever been. Yeah. And some of the things I, I saw and felt and the shapes and the colors and everything, like some of it was just amazing. And some of it was and like I, the most scared you've ever been as well near, on the opposite end of it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'd definitely do it again. 100%. The range of emotions that he must have felt that night must have been fucking insane as well. Like, Yeah, and the thing is, like even me explaining it, you like i wish i could show you somehow what it was like to be me in that moment yeah just the, the fear that i had and just the lack of it's like literally imagine you you looked at laura and you just didn't they didn't look like the person that you were with they didn't feel like real at all like you just couldn't trust them anymore maybe maybe that's what happened in the statue park when you're walking through the first tunnel part they like spray mushroom dust into your nose or something like that <laughs> into your face <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, people have transformative experiences. Oh, hang on. I failed my drug test for work. What the fuck? <laughs> what were you doing at the weekend? Oh, I was in a statue park. Me bollocks. <laughs> you were out doing the bad stuff. Doing the bad thing. On the mushies. On the mushy. Feeling cushy on the mushies. Well, there you go. That's been a, this has been a transformative episode. We'll be uh, cut it there think so yeah we've gone on long enough yeah well listen this has been not our usual kind of uh taking the piss type episode but yeah yeah i mean hopefully you won't attack us now for sharing some of our emotions with you guys no <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks yeah like we have to be vulnerable sometimes yeah right? how contrasting is this episode to the last one where it was all about farts literally like the half of the last episode was just farts and now this time is like delving deep into our emotions on. and fucking yeah all right well this has been cack talk episode god knows how long we will be doing another week silence this week the week silence will be for jake any ideas um oh the jake's ego death yeah yeah a week silence, silence for jake's ego death ego. 